Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Maine and Hastings podcast. I'm Jamie Juicefer with Zach Menace and Miguel Aragon. Um, we are in studio and uh, we're not going to have an outside guest today because we are going to talk about um, some some pretty heavy shit. And um, but it's not going to be the whole the whole show is not going to be all about the heavy shit. We're going to get into all kinds of things. But we just thought that having a guest might have um, distracted maybe from the actual conversations we're trying to have. So um, if that makes sense, I uh, hope you guys understand. Hit the subscribe, hit the like, do all the things, and join us and uh, hang out with us. Um, leave a comment, do your thing. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So thanks for hanging out. What's up, Zach? Chilling, bro. How are you? Good, man. Good, good. It's cooking. Good. Um, I think that... The- I mean, it's hard to distract from what the thing is that's going on in the world. At least, you know, at least in my algorithm is like very, very protest right now. That That's pretty much everything that's taken up the world. Yeah. Yours yeah. too? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it seems like that's everything that's going on. And um, one thing I wanted to say about that that I think is kind of weird is a lot of people on social media and, um, you know, and conspiracy theorists and all this other stuff, they're like, Oh, I guess the cure for COVID was rioting and uh, protests. And it's like, um, just because the protests and the rioting are a hot button topic doesn't mean COVID's gone. I no, mean, or that they're related. In or any that way. they're related. People are just like, it's just their way of, I guess, saying that, uh, oh, see, it couldn't have been that big of a deal because now look, we're onto this. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it didn't go away. It's not a, you know, um, I mean, the media jumps on the hot topic. That's yes. what they do. It doesn't mean that this isn't happening. It's just like with COVID, it doesn't mean there's people not dying of heart attacks and cancer and all kinds of other things. Exactly. They're still happening, but they're, it's just not the hot topic in the moment um, for media. I also think know? it's reasonable to think with everything that's happened to say that maybe, maybe we did overreact for COVID. As a society, like, I mean, I don't think that that all the science is back yet on that to be able to make that decision. So I try not to, like, stand on one side of the fence on that. But um, but yeah, it's to see people fight about yeah COVID and riots and everything is a little disappointing. It is right. And I find it to be. yeah, And it's usually my conspiracy theorist homies that are trying to draw these connections that are like, come on. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because um, they're both really important topics and important things that are happening. And the COVID thing, I mean, here in in British Columbia, um, we've done pretty good with COVID and stuff. So I guess it's, you know, for us, it's easy to say, well, maybe it was overblown. But, you know, if you live in New York, you might not think that. Or And that's exactly it. We've know, talked about it before a million times on the show, bro. Yeah. You're, everyone gets so anchored on their geographical problem. Yeah. And then they go like, oh, it's not a problem here or it's this or it's that. And then they, they draw their opinions. And then memes come from a fucking place that don't matter. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally, and, then it, sure. and then it becomes this, this bullshit, right? Uh, well, I mean, and these protests, I went to the first one in Vancouver, which was last Sunday. And uh, it was um, at the art gallery. And um, it was really good. They, I don't think they were as well set up for that one. I don't think they expected as many people. So... The guy just had like a megaphone and if you're in the back, you couldn't hear him. And I was in the back because I was freaked out with COVID and everything with, you know, how many people are gathered. Yeah, you were, you were keeping your distance. I could tell. Yeah, I was (laughs) keeping my distance, but 
Um, cause I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm an overweight dude and I'm, you know, I've got some health issues and stuff and I, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get too personal, but, um, shit freaks me out. Well, it's a fair, you know? it's a fair thing to be afraid of. Like, cause again, like we said, the science is out on it. Like we don't know. So I think it's very reasonable for people to go like, all right, I'm going to separate myself then until I do know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I was really impressed to see, um, how peaceful it was because I got to be honest, I didn't think it was going to be because I've only ever known large gatherings in Vancouver turn into riots. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's been the story since uh, 94. Um, what was the first one? 1994 Canucks versus Rangers. And we lost in game seven in the Stanley Cup. And, and it wasn't uh, even a controversial loss, right? You just nah, lost. We just lost. Yeah. <laughs> like I can, yeah. like there's reason when it's like yeah. when people are mad, right? But yeah. it's just like this is you're so so the whole city was sore losers that day. Yeah, and and again against <laughs> Boston, you know when it happened again against Boston, and then in the Olympics, the Olympics there wasn't even any. We didn't even lose anything. It was just we were just party. It was just a gathering of people, and hey, there's some opportunity to wreck some shit. Mm. So, Everybody tells me though. That like again because I'm new to Vancouver for the most mm-hmm. part. Everyone tells me for those rides that it's never the people who live downtown. It's never oh, the people who not. live in Vancouver. It's these guys that come in from, from the Valley, Surrey, stuff, Valley, yeah. all over yeah. the place. Whatever. Let's go wreck shit. Yeah, totally. And yeah. they come down with that intent. Yeah, and I hate know? that because as a guy who lives downtown, I have I I work hard. No matter whether I'm in Vancouver or any other city where that I've been, I work hard to create strong relationships within my community. Right, yeah. like Kim Prince and, and and lives to all the homies that we have around, and it to during COVID and during the riots when I'm going around and talking to these other business owners to hear what they're worried about, mm. it makes me feel so like, oh, fuck. Like, these are the people who are truly affected by this shit. Like, yeah. small business and all that. That's My heart really bleeds for that because, you know, COVID-19, on top of, like, your shit getting destroyed, you're not getting in money. Now, all the shit that you did have is broken and destroyed. That's really hard to get up from, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, you know, here's the thing, too. Like, uh, on a personal note, as uh, I was... I mean, I, I believe in peaceful protest and all that. I think it's absolutely a right and a necessity. And, uh, you know, I completely get it and support it. I even, like I said, participated in that one mm-hmm. um, and um, that one protest. And I've been to all the riots and stuff yeah. as well. Not, I didn't, you know, participate in rioting, but I've been present. But you got to see um, if I lived down, I would have come yeah. outside and it's like, holy yeah. shit. So um, I'm not going to mention this person because I don't want to put anybody on blast. And I actually have respect for this person. But um, a person, I put a meme on my personal Instagram that had a picture of, I believe it was the Million Man March. And then underneath it had looters. And on the front top one, I said, uh, it said um, in the meme, um, this is protest, and then underneath um, it said, this is a crime, but I crossed out crime, and I put dumb. Mm-hmm. This is dumb. Um, and um, this person unfollowed me on Instagram, and I was like, so I messaged that person, was like, what was that? And they were like, oh, well, I was just offended um, with that meme, you know, because sometimes you got to, you know, um, riot to um, make change and this and that. And I was like, no, I disagree. I don't think you need to riot, you know, like protest and protest often and protest, you know, and keep it going and keep the conversation open mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and, and having a dialogue. That's what does it. So I also unfold that person I was like, okay, fine. And I, like I said, I actually like this person. So it was kind of a bummer. And it was like, and I just thought it was odd that that person was offended 
about my meme saying looting was dumb. Well, I think it's fine <laughs> I don't know. for. I think it's fine for someone like bro. It's it's one of these times where like it's hard. Everyone has a different experience with this, mm-hmm. and some people take it way more to heart than others. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, there's a million reasons of why that would be. So like when people get divisive when they're on the same side, I get really like disappointed. Yeah. Right. Cause like you said, it's a, it should be a conversation. We should be able to have a conversation. And yeah. I see what you're saying by like, for if, if I were to be presented with this, like fork in the road, a or B, am I going right. like, to destroy shit or protest? And like, I can see the difference between, you know, the people who care about the problem. Right. And, and who are, who are activists. But I also don't think, I also think that the rioters are, are, are a product of, are a product of, of uh, economic gaps, disparity. Like the rioters generally aren't people who are high income. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but sometimes they're suburban kids that are just opportunists. And that's just bullshit. You know, you and, know. but the, my problem with it is not so much the rioting or the getting up in arms and even violence. Mm-hmm. My problem is stealing, you know. Um, From small business. Stuff yeah, like, that. like uh, you know, like. You know, that person said to me, wouldn't you like to see Gucci burn the store? And I'm like, yeah, okay, great, whatever, it's Gucci. But my point is, is um, you know, I know a lot of business owners. You know, I might even be one myself, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, and that person is a small business owner, but not brick and mortar. Now, I even said, if you're a brick and mortar, you might think about this differently because if some asshole smashes your window and steals all your shit and you're not covered properly or, you know, whatever... You know, there's a million different things. I mean, people are stealing from their own people and they're, you know, wrecking shit. Then no one's discriminating against who they're stealing from. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just stealing. Like um, like in Los Angeles, the Cause Gallery. Yeah. You know? Oh, jeez. Cool. I mean, we're some art lovers <laughs> around here. I mean, make no mistake. I was in the back of my mind somewhere. I was like, sure, wish I got that for Me too. Yeah, no, no. You know? <laughs> I love the dude who went and grabbed that. Like, yeah. Right on, homie. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, Cause supports a lot of smaller artists and displays a lot of smaller artists. How many, how much of their shit got stolen? Um, Hopefully it's know? insured. But there's all this semantics around the discussion with every individual one. Yes, and how do you insure it for its true value? I'm guaranteed insurance companies aren't giving you, like, looting or protest. Fucking guaranteed they're, they're fucking everybody. For sure, and imagine a four-footer, which is going for, what, about 160000 U.S.? Yeah, probably approximately. something, yeah. You know, so you think that they're going to fucking pay you 160000 U.S. for your fucking four-footer no, that gets stolen? No, they're definitely not. not they're going to pay you. They're going to look at your retail, like, which was 5000 5, and then bucks. be like, maybe times three yeah. or something like that. You know, like... So there's, I have issue with, I, I don't like thieves in general. Mm-hmm. So I take issue with that. But, but oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, that's okay. I just kind of wanted to get back on, tr- on track, um, sort of, and talk about um, the actual incident, you know, um, and the death of George Floyd. Well, George Floyd and, you know, all the other injustices and police brutality and racism and these topics, I mean, I'm sure that there are people that don't really give a fuck to for us to have an opinion on it, being that we're some white dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Miguel is not a white dude, but, you know, I'm meaning you and I, Zach, yeah. right? And, I, you know, I'm sure that some people think, well, what about your, but, you know, I'm not trying to be heard, but I believe that the people, um, they need to be heard. And, um, 
And I also, I'm a member of a motorcycle club. Most people know that, that watch this or listen mm-hmm. to this and stuff like that. And um, I, um, you know, I get treated, you know, a certain way by law enforcement for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, um, so I understand. Um, and it's You not, understand what how police can look at you differently. Yeah, um, you know, and... You know, the, the media and law enforcement have, um, in their own minds, deemed my motorcycle club a criminal organization. But it's never been proven in the courtroom. It's not a fact, you know, or anything like that. It's an opinion mm-hmm. by law enforcement and the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, they treat me a certain way. Now, is it the same as racism? Not really, but I do understand the the feeling of, I don't know how this is going to go when I get pulled over. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. am I gonna am I gonna end up, um, you know, on the pavement underneath someone's boot, you know, or uh, you know, or and, and am I gonna be fighting for my life, mm-hmm. or or is this gonna be smooth? Like you just don't know. Yeah, and I think that's the struggle being with black men and women and uh, people of color and stuff like that. I think it's the Oh man! Like when those sirens go, or when they see a cop like going off, oh, fuck! How's this gonna go? Well, that's the, that's exactly that's that's the thing, dude. It's that like, I most people in the world, I fucking hate the the cops. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that there are like good people out. This is such a hard conversation to have when it comes. I really like to focus and center the attention around the the police brutality part. Same, because that's here. what I can because that's what I can speak on, and I that's think. what I can relate to as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't think like I can't relate to what it's like to live a, to live a life as a as an, I, I appreciate the stance of like I I understand that I can't understand and I will never understand, but I stand with you. I'm with that statement. Yes, because um, I mean, fuck, I grew up in downtown Toronto. I'm a I was a I was a <laughs> I, I was one of maybe five white kids in my class amongst mostly Filipino and black kids, very and one baller style Filipino kids. Like that was like early 2000s big shit, you know? You're I'll a, take all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, Miguel's an old and one and one mixtape kid too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like so I, I've seen it, but it's weird growing up in Toronto, man, and on the on the east end of, of Canada versus the west end of Canada, like there's such a huge difference between things. And like I remember learning about racism as a kid and being like, oh, I'm so glad that this is over. I'm so was so young and naive to think that. But like because I was friends with so many people who looked so different from me and because change was so celebrated in that area of the world. It was it just felt like it was this like past thing that like didn't really exist. And we had gotten over this. And then all of a sudden I moved to kind of to Western Canada. And there's there's a there's a real lack of diversity in Western Canada, I find. But then I found that that the the indigenous people really get fuck. I don't want to offend anybody with the statement, but I always thought that like I always felt like the Canada's big shame was what we did to the indigenous community from a country perspective. While like For America's sure. big shame is slavery. And sure. I mean, there's a lot of shames to have. For sure, I'm not but trying racial, to say racial divides. And yeah, yeah, that's what sure. I'm trying to say. Like the yeah, and um, you know, an internment camps against Japanese in Canada. Canada. Yeah, people who yeah. say that that it's not a Canadian problem and that it only exists in America. I I think that that's crazy. I think it's crazy. I think too. you don't know your history if yeah. that's the case because like we've. I mean, what we did to. I say we. I guess I should say we um, because I I do live that privilege is uh, it did to indigenous community is is 
undeniably terrible. And what you just said, too, about Japanese internment camps in World War Two, like I get war is a bit different. Yeah. You got POWs and stuff like that. And but as far as I know, no, these were in Canada. We took Japanese citizens who are currently living in Canada That's and we right, removed yeah. them from their homes and they built yeah. our fucking railroad. That's right. Yeah. Like, uh, so we're not we're not innocent, man. No, no one really is. No, nobody really is. I mean, most countries have a dark past and a dark history and. Um, we're a really young country. I mean, we're only like 160 years old or something, not even. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to have these issues in, in the timeline of our country is pretty sad, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, uh, United States, much older country, but still not that much older. How old is, how old old is Canada? Canada's about 160. 1867 is when we claimed our independence from, from the British. The Spanish were in the Philippines for longer than that. Like double that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? But see, like the Philippines is a is is a country that's crazy known for rioting and like mm-hmm. and protest and whatnot. Uh, well, like I mean, one, one a- of our biggest revolutions was a peaceful protest. It was called the Edsa Revolution. And that's when everyone came in to have um the guy impeached and everyone went to like the main road. Like what's what's like the biggest highway that everyone knows here? Trans Canada Highway, whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's every everyone walked that. Crazy. Walk that highway. See, and it's, that's, I'm sorry, we're probably jumping over all, all over the place now. So I apologize if I'm a part of that, but the, uh, but like, it's, I saw a meme this morning too, where it was this old Jewish woman that had, she still has the, the barcode tattoo. The number tattoo. Yeah, the number tattoo. I've known, I grew up around a lot of Jewish kids. I remember going to their houses and seeing their grandparents and that too. And it's, uh, that's that's fucking heavy shit, man. It, It really is. Um, and seeing that, and she goes, she she pulls down the car window. When, what does she say? That she says to a to a protest she goes, to the black guy. She goes, I, she they, goes, they, she's they, like, I fucking hate him too. Like, hey, you should it. see what they did to my brother. Yeah. And it's like, you hear that sentence, you're like, fuck, that comes from something that I'll never know. No, like a yeah. deepness, a deep dark evil that I will never know. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful that I won't know it, but it yeah. makes me angry that it still exists to even a degree. Yeah. And this, and there can be and it, and that's where you lead into like oppression's a language, mm-hmm. right? You see you see how the Chinese protesters are teaching American protesters right now. That's no. crazy, dude. There's these all these viral videos of because protesting is crazy in Hong Kong. Always has yeah. been. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So and they've like revolutionized or rebelled, I guess, in this like really crazy way. Apparently, uh, they did like the Spartan like dome shield with umbrellas. With umbrellas, yeah, and, and then these, they <laughs> dude, they spin they took for rubber bullets and shit. They can like they've learned all these tactics to like deflect rubber bullets, and they take cones, pylon cones, like traffic cones. They throw tear gas. They cover that the tear gas thing, and they pour it full of water. And There's smother the one them. guy that's the cone guy. He walks around with the cone. That's his job. That's he his will, job. He he's the cone around. guy. He runs around for wow. tear gas. And so and there's and now, and now there's these videos. They don't know speaking to each other no one's anything these videos are pop, but on youtube like the vi- the views are going up crazy <laughs> in hong kong and then all of a sudden you're seeing these videos coming up in the states of people doing it and it's like it's a language man <laughs> yeah dealing with oppression dealing with these fuck shit government people and shit like well that's good because i mean the fucking cops i mean people are talking about defunding the police and that happened today i thought uh, did it i don't minnesota know minnesota said today oh yeah minnesota yeah just that. but i just meant in general like here in canada they're talking about vancouver in general is talking about defunding the police department here there's Cute. a petition going and stuff and um you know i mean wow. do they need tanks and night vision and all this like for fucking what <laughs> you know and um and they're also talking about body cams being uh, mandatory now rcmp had some and they did like a trial with them and some 
cops have them, some don't, and they kind of said, eh, it doesn't seem to be an effective thing or whatever. Fuck you, it's, like, it's not fuck effective. You. It's, it, is, it is accountability on video. Like It makes me so upset to hear that somebody, that the cops could sit in a room anywhere and say, nah, I'd rather not be accountable. Well, yeah. And then people are law, like, yeah, it's kind of reasonable. If, like, if, if you're enforcing the law, so to speak, you, there should be some sort of full accountability to it because you sure. represent the law. You know what? Right? I would be I would be fine without body cams as long as we if if we had better education for police, right? So like I I heard the other day that there's some like a, 1100 hours that you do or 1400 hours to become a barber and yeah. in the states the average amount of training hours is 850 for a cop, yeah. 850 hours. Yeah. How is there not a criminal justice degree needed? Yeah. How is there well, not? There is in like for the RCMP. For RCMP, stuff, maybe, but, but not city cops here. City cops don't. You, don't, have to do you ain't much. never have. You don't need to know a single fucking law. Yeah, no, you don't have to know anything. It's uh, and they you just go through a training camp kind of thing, and off you off you go. Um, here's your gun. Here's your badge. Here's your authority. Uh, and we've talked go about fuck it. shit up, son. <laughs> and we've talked about it a million times. We're like cops. In my opinion, cops have made the name for themselves. Oh, absolutely. Like no one ever made a fuck the fire fire department song. No, you know what I mean. No yeah. one ever. We've talked. You made the funniest joke ever. Yeah, that one time I remember it was. Uh, we're saying you had never met a corrupt firefighter before. It's like they're out there starting fires, and you were like throwing <laughs> cats up into trees. What? Like this is we're not living in a reality. Most firefighters yeah. that I know are dealing with fucking PTSD, like you wouldn't imagine, from running into the most scary scenarios you Absolutely. could ever even imagine. Just saving lives. They're all par- paramedics. Yeah. and like uh, it's pretty amazing. And the police, um, the police. You know, for the most part, I mean, he, here's a situation where um, they're all of a sudden going, we're not all bad. Okay, fuck you. Because you get to say, you know, about, let's say, my motorcycle club or the black community or the, the um, Black Panthers. You know, like a yeah, fucking. Yeah, the Black Panthers were a terrorist organization. Yeah, this, to that, the all, these, all these different things are, they're able to say that you guys are all bad, you know, but now the shoe's on the other foot. And people are saying, you guys are bad. And they're like, wait a minute, we're not all bad. You know, and I'm sure some of them joined the police force to try to do some good. And they want to be a hero and all that. And and the intention is good for some of them when they start. uh, Some of them. Um, And and somewhere along the way, things get lost. I mean, I get it. It's all you do is see is negative shit all day, every day. Um, And so I understand that that sucks. But no one forced you to do that job. But you're, no but you and me are normal people. We're not supposed to be these upper echelon, normal, like big deal motherfuckers that are supposed to deal with like the most harsh, stressful situations of society. Yeah. That's what I thought you were supposed to do. Yeah. Like this, isn't this not what you get paid to do? I truly believe cops, we need to, we need to cut them by 40%, like in the sense of like the amount of cops that we need. Yeah. And we need to pay the good ones better. Yeah, like they work on a system, maybe have them work on a system where the good shit they do gets them paid, you know, and the bad yeah. shit they do. Or the same thing with teachers. Like we need teachers to fucking make more money. Like teachers we need, absolutely need to make more money. Yeah, I don't disagree that police are important in society. Well, I mean, society does need to be poli- policed. Um, I say that fucking loosely. But dude, you go after um, bro, murders, rape, crazy motherfuckers out there who are preying on people and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, and... You know, I mean, there's going to be things that come up and things that happen and mistakes are going to get made. But like um, George Floyd, for example, just as one example, I mean, 
that fucking guy had his knee on his neck for almost nine minutes and the guy was um you know dead for the last three of those minutes almost and while he just sat with his knee on him and the other cops you know being charged um they're complicit man any, any cop who could fucking sit there and watch that happen i mean just from watching it you know watching it on youtube and whatever it's it, it, it's, it's your stomach turn man it's like this guy's sitting there saying he can't breathe he can't breathe and that cop had no look on his face at all and he you did can not tell give the difference fuck you know the difference you can tell as a human being you can yeah. like tell the difference between someone who's trying to fucking <laughs> struggle out of this or that or anything like that i i don't care who it is yeah. If you're putting your, my arm behind my back or sitting on my head or anything, like I don't, I'm not complicit. My body doesn't tell me to be complicit. I have yeah. to get you off of me. Yeah. Like it's so, I find the whole fucking stop resisting thing so garbage. Yeah. Like, what do you mean stop resisting? Stop beating him up. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to just take punches and shit? Like, yeah. ugh, like, ugh, it's crazy. Well, and did you see this Kelowna cop that just came out um, the other day? Um, here in Kelowna, BC, there was two cops that were wrestling a guy who was, I guess, drunk and disorderly or something. And they were wrestling the guy and trying to, like, get him onto the ground. And they were having trouble with him. And a cop pulled up in an SUV, police SUV, wasn't part of the situation at all, ran over there and just started feeding the guy punches in the face. Is this on video? Oh, yeah. Holy this was just the other day. Just started hammering this guy in the face. And... Uh, until they dropped him to the ground. This guy, this cop just, like I said, came out of nowhere and just started beating the shit out of this guy while two cops are already... Rodney King style. Yeah, it was a total, like, Rodney King kind of mo mo moment. Just everyone's blah, like, blah, hey, you're beating up on somebody colored. Let me go do it with you. I mean, it wasn't a black guy. Fair enough. But, but still, it was still a guy. I mean, when, when you're being arrested, even if you've committed a crime and you're being arrested or... Um, detained or whatever you're in their care now you still have rights you know you still well not only do you still have rights but um you're no longer in charge of your own body and your own what you're gonna do now it's up to them to keep you safe and it's up to them to um deal with you you know and without harming you i mean that's supposed to be their fucking job i mean these fucking cops and then these cops that are fucking getting their photo op with the news where they're kneeling and then after the and then an hour later they're fucking macing everybody and spraying them down and tasering Scumbags. people like you motherfuckers that's what i'm man. saying you know i got homies that keep saying to me like oh i met this good cop one time and everything it's like i'm sure a cop was nice to you for a five minute fucking period where he got yeah. a blowjob that morning like yeah. i'm sure yeah. cool yeah. like whatever it's just if you got 900 bad cops and 100 good cops that aren't willing to point the finger at those 900 you got a thousand bad cops exactly that's Absolutely. just well it. said. Well said. You're just it. Like yeah. fuck you, man. Like, and as a as a citizen of the whole thing, as a father, like growing up, I don't know what to fucking tell my kid about yeah. police. And I'm sitting there going, like, oh, he's five. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't hit him with such rough topics. But then I go, like, fucking these racist pieces of shit are teaching their kids to hate people at, at five. Their cop kids are probably telling these. Like, I got to teach my kid to be a right dude at five. Absolutely. Well, um, Vancouver Police Department. I got pulled over in. Uh, I was in Gastown, and I had my daughter. Uh, my younger daughter in the back seat at the time, and she would have been, she would have been about seven or eight years old. So not in a car seat or anything. No, no, she was about seven or eight years old. She's in the back seat, and the police pulled me over, and, um, and being that they run my plate and they already know know who I am, 
several police officers come to the car, like about six or seven of them. And they're all surrounding my car and flashlights and they're all whatever. My daughter is stressing. She's just a kid, right? So she's going, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, I'm like, it's okay, relax, relax. And so I'm getting upset with this. Cops are bugging me. I'm like, hey, look, man, like I got my daughter in the back of the car because they're not pulling me over for any reason. I haven't done anything. It's like, I'll meet you at the and, precinct. Do you want to fucking and, ask me some well, questions or I, something with like, I'll drop her off. Like, well, fuck and you. I, that's what so, I said. I said, I look, I'll drop her off. I'll come back and meet you right here. Or you can pull me over right outside my house. Just let me drop my daughter off. We don't need to do this right now. And uh, they're like, no, you're going to comply. And they're just being dicks and whatever. And uh, I said, you know what? You guys are supposed to be, uh, you know, community servers or whatever. Why don't you just tell my daughter uh, what's going on right now? Why why this is all happening? And the one cop leans in the window and he says, because daddy's a gang member. <laughs> and my daughter started bawling. And I was so mad. I was just furious. I took my license, my driver's license, and I flicked it like you a... You talk to my child, bro. Oh, Fuck you. I know, but the thing is, you can't do anything because now you're going to get arrested. She's going to get taken into the system. You know, oh, I have such a hard time with that. Yeah, so you, there's nothing you can do, you know, and then... So I, I told those cops after, and they're letting me go. I said, look, I'll be back here in a half an hour. I'm going to drop her off. I'll be back here in a half an hour. And the cop, to the cop that said that, I said, you got the balls? Maybe back here in a half an hour. I'll see you here. I went back there half an hour later. Uh, you know, my girl's like, don't go, don't go, what the fuck? You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, man. Bro, square enough. up with that, bro. Yeah, fuck so, him. I, so I went back down there. Of course, he didn't show up. None of them showed up, whatever. And, and you know, whatever. I calmed down and I went they home. Gotta go, they got a native guy to go beat up, bro. They're busy. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, this shit is fucking nuts. The things that they pull and the things that they do and say. <clears throat> so you went to the protest on Friday? Yeah, I did. I did. And that was at the Olympic Cauldron, right? No, yeah, the Cauldron or Canada Place or whatever. Yeah, you guys yeah, went yeah. down there. How was that? Dude, powerful, moving. Yeah, uh, uh, this, there was great speeches. There was yeah. like, I mean, I, I want to focus on the good. I don't want to be, my favorite part about the whole thing is that some guy tried to get the uh, the whole the whole mass to sing changes from Tupac. <laughs> No one in Vancouver knows the lyrics to changes. So it was a, for real... a couple select hippies. Yeah, there were a couple you guys. Every word. You've never seen more white people be like, ask yourself, <laughs> blast yourself, myself. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to be like, that's, you've never, like, oh, you've never seen more of it. But, Everyone was really trying. I don't mean to take away from the crowd. It was just, a, it was big, just a, they should have had a big screen with, with the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah, every, totally. It, it was just really funny to watch, just because it was like I like seeing the solidarity that that everyone that everyone had that day. Yeah, it was it was cool. Black, and white, brown, everybody. Right? Everyone's there, man, and it's it's cool. Uh, there was a few people who were trying to create problems, and they were extinguished pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the police officers around are it's so funny, man. You see, like cops. Like undercover cops coming oh, near man. us and stuff, dude. Or well, like, you know what? I wanted to comment on that actually about the cops because I was watching on your story and um, I saw that you, you were showing the cops that were watching from all the, all the different vantage points and oh. everything. And then the thing that just caught me and I was like, oh no shit, was when you finally said they haven't clapped once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, that never even occurred to me. But from all these powerful things that are being said and everybody's clapping, the cops are right there. If they, you know, they can clap. They, they, bro, not once. What's, not wrong, what's wrong with you listening, bro? If I'm yeah. security at a good concert, I'm listening to the music. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It might be my job. Fuck you, yeah, right? But, but the, the, uh, this is good. The, uh, the, remember that one cop that I was zooming in on that was right <laughs> behind the speaker? He was on his phone all day. Yeah. White-ass cop, piece of shit, dude, just on his phone. And then you could tell like people would clap, and you'd be like... Oh. 
The undercover cops are so funny. And then, yeah, these undercover cops walk by us in the group, and it's so much like, hello, fellow youth. Anyone <laughs> up to anything illegal tonight? Like, it's Does like, anybody have any marijuana? Yeah, it's so bad. Like, it's, so, it's funny. It's like yeah. I don't even hate them. It's just like, did someone... This was your plan. <laughs> like, you know? had a meeting about it. Yeah, you guys had a meeting. You all thought about they it. They all wore the same khaki shorts. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. And they all have cargo shorts yeah, exactly. and army boots. And they're all like blank Fruit of the Loom shirts yeah, and shit. Yeah, they're like, go yeah. to one store. Like, it's just yeah. so weird that you could have such, you can know so little about yeah. society. Yeah. Right, like it's just these fucking weirdo people, man. And then, yeah, dude, I was watching. Are they, uh, are they wear the the hiking boot yeah. sneaker <laughs> crossover? You can always tell, yeah. yeah. Exactly their socks what you are think. up. Yeah, socks are up. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you're imagining, that's exactly what they look like. Bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> they were talking, hey, we were like, okay, hey, bro, hello, gent. Do you have any cocaine by chance? <laughs> yeah, like, like, anyone up to anything illegal tonight? Like, um, but yeah. So that, outside of that, it was it was really great, man. There was a there was a speech. Yeah, I. I, I I grew up around so many black people. I remember hearing them tell me about how much it sucked for when white people went up and asked them to touch their hair. When they were like, oh, let me, can I touch your hair? Oh, Jesus. And that's a okay. thing and, and whatever. And even my wife was like, is that a thing? I always wanted to. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this girl had a great, fucking great poem on that. Um, there was a lot of, like, uh, uh, spoken word and a lot of, like, really cool art that people were displaying. There was a lot of cool rappers that came up and did their thing. It was cool to not see a lot of people try and use it as their own kind of platform to plug themselves to. Like, they were, it was all really heartfelt and felt good. I definitely teared up in a bunch of moments. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. There was... Oh, uh, wow. 100%. Yeah, there was... The, the My Hair one really got to me, dude. Like, mm -hmm. this chick was just like, my body. Like, fuck you. Like, and just... The actor from New York as well, he was very Yeah, yeah he was very powerful as well, yeah. Um, um, he was great, dude. Um, and he t and then there was another one. There was a really funny guy. Remember, he he came up and talked about how he the was comedian. In, yes. Yeah, he was in Vancouver, and um, his teacher. I guess I guess he 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 was in his class. He had a do rag on. Right, and his teacher's like, "Is that part of your religion?" This white teacher, <laughs> and it shows just how like you don't know nothing. But yeah. uh, uh, he goes, "Yeah," and so she he gets to wear his do rag now in class forever, yeah, right? Yeah. Because the teacher thinks, which is, I mean, remember in thirteen when you had to take your hat off in yeah, class, like yeah. fuck, if you could figure out a way to get away with that, you were God. Oh, for sure. Um, and and I guess he he yeah he he's telling us all all the stories, the whole crowd stories about how he would like give presentations in his do-rag and shit like that and it was just like he has all these pictures of him in class and like that's there were funny stories and anecdotes like that um which i hope people took for the right reasons like you know you laugh at things it's like that that marcel the 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 matters guy fuck i wish i could remember Marsh, uh michael shea matters on netflix have you watched that dude no he has a great he has a great stand-up routine I realize that my opinion as a white person is pretty meaningless, but he d has a really humorous take on on racism and and where it is in America. And the funny thing is, is it's taped in 2016, and it seems very relevant to today. Yeah, yeah. I love um, the girl that was like, <laughs> "If it don't don't tell me about your racist uncle. If you have a problem, just like deal with your racist uncle. I, I'm not gonna give you a cookie or brownie points Let's for go. like doing that." That was fire because she says, "Yeah." She says, guys, at white people, after the, after this, don't go up to your black friend and be like, should I, I'm going to go tell my racist uncle he's a piece of shit or like this guy or anything Just like that. Like, do it. If you got a problem with it, yeah. go do it. Like, I'm not going to give you a cookie for being anti-racist or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, I feel that, bro. I love that. And it's just, and it, yeah, it gave a window to be like, fuck, black people listen to a 
a lot of stupid shit from white people. Like, yeah, I also yeah, yeah. love their wisdom shit. and the way they react to people and stuff like that. And like the people that like express guilt and all that stuff. They know what to say. They mm-hmm. know like they know how to like. Well, that's a situation you know. where the communication is open, yeah. right? where you can hear something. You're ready to hear something that's going to piss you off. Yeah. And you've got it figured out. You want to be able to talk. You're ready to have it to converse. Yeah. People who aren't. It's easy to tell someone who's not and is like ready to do that. White, sure. white guilt can be really embarrassing, though, too. Like yeah. When you see people in there. It's a bit much. You know, yeah. And yeah. they just pour it on with their. I know that I'm privileged. and da, da, da. It's like, OK, <laughs> you know, like. Fuck man! It's something that you, know, you like, sound like you're not like you sound like pretty oppressed right now by the way you're delivering. <laughs> you know, to be, it's, yeah, to be yeah, completely yeah. honest, it's something that I struggled with. Um, yeah, I get that. And some people have had situations where they've grown up in uh, around ethnic minorities and stuff, and uh, and then being the white guy. You know, I mean, you 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 fall victim to a different kind. Well, yeah, of, it's like, I feel, uh, it's my own thing. No one ever yeah. told me to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I just, and I, I, I even remember a time where white guilt wasn't even a fucking buzzword. Yeah. Right. And then when somebody said white guilt, I went, I went, I kind of get that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that it's reasonable to be, to have that, right. but I'm saying that I can empathize. Right. Right. That's like, I, there's a level of my being that feels badly that I live that life, but I try Fuck whatever, man. I, I try and use it to like be as vocal in my right. week and, and and echo voices and like all that kind of shit. Well, and let's be honest, we walk on eggshells around people that, um, you know, like uh, like your black friends and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we're in a time right now. Well, every, it's hard to be anybody. Everyone's being like, okay, I want to have a conversation. I kind of, yeah. I'm scared to. Are you gender fluid? Are what's your pronoun? Are you black? Are you white? Are you, you know, like. You, when you look at me, you see a white guy, but I'm in fact mixed race, mm-hmm. and you know I'm I'm only half white. No, the white privilege but, thing though comes from like it's. I was speaking to somebody the other day who's very similar to you, and they go like, "I get that I live like optically I'm white." Yes, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, but those those types of white people who are either they grew up white and they are aware, of, but they're aware of other cultures and aware of other things. Yeah, right. The problem is, is like. Like my wife, my wife will, she talks about this openly, so I don't feel bad. She comes from a very small town. Yeah. Very small town, Alberta. You wouldn't know it by looking at her. No, you she wouldn't. She looks very city. Uh, yeah, I'm so know. happy that she turned out the way she did. Fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, bro. But like she's, she, she comes from that mentality where you just didn't grow up around people. Yeah. And that's the biggest change that like the biggest distinction I wanted to make between like Western Canada and Eastern, at least from my experience, was that in Western Canada, everyone really looked at difference as this divider. And I remember growing up in Toronto being like 12, 13, whatever. And like when I'd meet a new kid on the street, like if I met Miguel, uh, if I met you at Bathurst and Eglinton, like when we were 13, I could tell that you're into basketball, all this shit and whatever. We're about to go shoot some hoops or whatever. I would be like, oh, hey, what's your name? Miguel. I'd be like, oh, what's your background? You tell me Filipino, like whatever. And then and we'd be like, sick. And we would go play. Like it was this thing that mattered, but it didn't. I struggle for the words of exactly how to describe it, but it it was this thing that was celebrated. It was never put down. It was a thing that was always, I mean, we didn't treat it with ignorance. As right. children, at least, right. and then as you grow up, you, you you start to you start to redefine it. It's fucking weird. Like as I, this whole thing has made me look back on my life and like, why is my perspective changed, or why like why does society's perspective change? That's this is a deep question, man. I mean, it's a, like uh, that's some like meaning of life shit. Who knows? But you know, like yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know where the changes have happened. I don't know where. 
you know, um, I don't even know what they mean. Like, yeah. it's weird because, you know, we're, we're in this fucking bubble that's ready to pop, you know, and <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Well, I hope, you know, we, like, I hope, I hope the life that the world that we come into after the bubble pops is more like we're fucking kids again. Right. Where we're like, where it's just, it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I remember having a philosophy teacher in high school that told me um, he didn't see color in people. Right. And I remember being like, well, that's kind of treating ignorance with ignorance, yeah. isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I, you do I, have to be able to recognize a person's, for lack of a better term, struggle or well, celebrate it. Yes, yeah, celebrate it or, Ce but at least recognize it. For sure. But you have a choice. Every time you recognize something, you have a choice to approach it with fear or love, whether you're going to put them up for that recognition or down for that right. recognition. If you're always yeah. going to put them up for it, you got nothing to worry about, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Totally. Like it's even, it's just the gender fluidity thing. I found I had struggled with a lot of that too. When, and when it first started out, I wanted to ask people that were close to me, like, like, okay, well what, like I get you, but like, what's your opinion on this? And I'm not trying to put you down. Yeah. I'm asking how you feel about this. Right. Yeah. And then, well, it's, it's all these subjects are so nuanced and there's so many right answers and wrong answers. It's like, it's kind of tough to navigate, right? And neither and, at the same time. Right, yeah. I mean, right. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. So I kind of just, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's a good way of handling it, but I, I for myself, I just sort of um, remove myself from sort of thinking about it, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of just mm -hmm. be myself. And if I get corrected, cool. You know, if I don't, great, whatever. You know, I'm kind of just trying not to think about those things too much. Um, but, I, but right now in this climate and this, with what's going on, um, I mean, the, the racial injustice, the cultural, I mean, the, the, uh, systemic injustice, but mainly law enforcement and their bullshit is my focus. Um, for has, where you want to center your hate, like yeah, where you're angry my at. My anger. And it's been like that for a long time. For I'm sure. Me. And, uh, and I don't see it ever going away. Because I don't see them ever getting better. I don't see, like, even with these protests and with everything that's going on, I mean, the police are doing the things they're being accused of in the protests. It's crazy. Like, uh, you know, like that that elderly uh, activist guy, 75 years old. He was returning their helmet. Yeah. And pushed to the ground, knocked his head open, split his head open. Concussed, That's all like that. That's like you dropping your water because you're broke. And you're like, yeah, fuck you. Like, you like, yeah. Yeah. And, the fuck? you know, and the camera crew that, you know, the, the news you camera crew getting CNN. smashed. And, yeah. And then CNN, I saw the two getting arrested and stuff. It's like, uh, you know what? The CNN could probably used to be arrested every now and then. But you know what, man? It's just holy shit. During this, like, even during this, you would think these people, these fucking a little morons more would be. You know, on their best behavior and fucking, but they're just fucking dumb, I guess. I don't know how else to, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's so deeply rooted, I assume. Yeah. Well, you know, that, CNN, bro, see, whether it's CNN or fucking Fox or fucking anybody, yeah. that, this comes to a point where I don't care about your politics. I don't yeah. care what you agree with. Do not arrest journalists. Yeah. I'm not down. Well, just don't fucking beat up on anybody. Totally. But it's, it's, but it's coming to this. It's coming. We knew that they were beating up on people. Yeah. And now you got journalists who are putting on. It's like, you're going to arrest journalists. Yeah. This is North America. This is fucking. That's to me. That's so unconstitutional. Yeah. Like from a, like how anybody could ever stand behind that. Well, and they, they let him go. Right. Don't so, matter. You but no, I, like, no, but my point is they knew that. 
They thought we're, this, is, this is not a fight that they want to fucking. You're right. they, they don't want to die on that hill. You're so, right. You're right. <laughs> they let them go. You know what I mean? You're right. They, that's a bad hill to die on. Yeah, that man. is. So, and they knew it. So um, that, you're, you're absolutely right. Fucking uh, dude, the the cops are so. It's have you watched the Thirteenth on Netflix? The what? It's a documentary called The Thirteenth. No, it's about the Thirteenth Amendment. That okay. no man can be enslaved and right. whatever, right? That's the whole. That's the whole thing. And this whole documentary is about the the system of this, and it really does a great job of explaining the system all the way from slavery from mm-hmm. 1619 or whatever was the first year of slavery mm-hmm. to all the way until now, and how it ain't never really changed. Right. Right. Like so, they started with slavery, and then once slavery was abolished, Jim Crow laws were established. And then even after the Jim Crow laws, it was segregation or segregation. Then it was Jim Crow laws, rather Then from Jim Crow laws. It becomes I'm sure there's a few steps in between that I'm missing. And then it all turns into the prison industrial complex. Right. Like. From from that stage all the way through, it's always been a target against against minorities. There's even there's quotes from people who are like George Washington type dudes who are around from the beginning that are like that are like, yeah, the police are like the point. We need someone to maintain the foreign and the poor. Right. That's, you know, so and then and then when I see fucking the poor fighting minorities and it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Like we need to like we need we're all on the same team. Like these fucking guys are creating narratives to separate us. It's always about the divide, you know, fuck them, man. Divide and conquer. And dude. And you know what? I want to talk about like quickly. I wanted to talk about indigenous stuff because I was in North Van recently and I drove by. The most crazy thing I've ever seen. It was the the entrance to a reserve. Yeah. And it says, like, you know, keep out, enter at your own risk, and, like, all this stuff all over. The one that's at the bottom of the bridge. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like, the uh, Squamish Nations Reserve. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know about the whole thing or whatever or anything. I just saw this one entrance, so I'm just placing judgment on this one entrance and how it looks and all that. And, and I what know, did it say? It says uh, it, was, it was something to the effect of, like, enter at your own risk and stuff. And there was a lot of, like like racist stuff around too like but against whites like the white people don't come in cops oh. and shit like that don't come in white cops blah 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 there was all this like i was just driving by right, right like yeah. and i'm like fuck and i talked to a few people who i know were from there and it's like or not from there but from north van who are more aware of how this whole thing works and just like reservations in themselves are like third world countries sometimes they can be within it canada it can they can be it depends on the band the native band some bands are wealthier than others mm-hmm. and um and actually that that band is actually quite wealthy um, so i know that there's controversy surrounding this and i don't know a lot about yeah. it so i can't i don't want to have an opinion but like i want to all i well, want my cousin lives on that on that reserve and you know because i'm part native yeah. obviously but my cousin lives on that reserve and i'm down there a lot and uh it's um they just really want to be left alone you know yeah. like just you know this is our Tiny little piece of the pie that you fuckers, you know, left us, the crumbs you left us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to be left alone on it, you know. So there's uh, there's signs, that, like I haven't noticed the signs you're talking about, but I, I have seen signs when you start to get in there. This is local traffic only and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, they just, they don't want people. Maybe you know, I was out there at a bad time and some kids hit graffiti real bad know, or whatever. They, but they don't just don't want people coming in there and looky-loo and you know, and well, what's going on in here? And you know, well, it's, you know what it's like, bro. It's it, when 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 I hear dumbass white kids that want to go drive through the reserve to see what it's like. It reminds me of like when I've been in L.A. with homies before. And they're like, let's go drive through South Central. It's like it's not a yeah. fucking zoo, dog. Mm-hmm. Like if we break down, that's a bad day for us. Like let's not, you know what I mean? Let's not. This isn't this well, isn't fun. Not necessarily. I mean, I've uh, I've been in uh, Compton and Watts lots of times, and because I've got friends that live there, mm-hmm. and um, and 
it's never been an issue for me. And, um, you know, and I've hung out and, you know, like sat outside of the Burger King and, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's never been an issue. I mean, there's the odd person that's like, you lost, you know, yeah. it's like, no, I'm good. Right. And, mm -hmm. but, um, then again, you know, I'm not getting into no shit and I'm not fucking. Well, you're, but you just said yourself, you're there, you know, people you're, you're, you have a, you have yeah, a reason that's fair. To be that's, there. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. You have right. a reason to be there. Yeah, it's not like it's like you know you're walking by like oh, checking her out. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> well, the first time I ever went to Watts, I didn't know anybody that lived there, and I wanted to see the Watts Towers. No, oh, because I seen it in um, was it Colors the movie mm -hmm. Colors or whatever, and they had that scene or whatever, and um, I want I just. You know, I was a fan of urban culture and the music and all it's that. Tourism, yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to see the Watts Tower, so um, I went there and and uh, and I was hanging out, taking some pictures of my, you know, got a disposable camera and all that, right? Super nineties, yeah. Oh yeah, go. super nineties, and that, and I hung out there for a little bit, and um, I do remember this one uh, older black guy sitting on the stoop of his uh, place, and uh, he's like, "Yo, make sure you get out of here before it gets dark," you know, <laughs> and and I remember thinking, "Meh." It's probably a good idea. It's probably good advice, you know, because I don't know this neighborhood. Well, it's not I, about know, where you're from. It's about where you are. Yeah. So I kind of thought, eh, maybe I should and whatever. But I just really wanted to see the Watts Towers. But after that, going back when I did know people and stuff, um, yeah, I never had an issue. But it's you're right. I was usually with somebody or I knew somebody. And, yeah. You know, kind of, you know, word gets around in these small neighborhoods down there, too. You know, you know, they, for all I know, they're like, hey, if you see a fucking white dude covered in tattoos he's all right 100 you know, or bro. who knows right 100 yeah that, that's bro to, to ever call the hood unorganized i think is you're vastly underestimating it you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, vastly sure. vastly um sure, like flipping pigeons and stuff like that for fucking law right, enforcement coming we were just talking about people dealing with protesters you guys got tanks these guns these tear gases like people come up with shit bro we'll yeah. fight it like, umbrellas cones yeah. you drop yeah. us off bricks we're gonna create barriers like you know like, that was crazy with the brick shit right let's touch on that briefly like i've seen some footage where cops are setting up rocks on the sidewalk and those cops in that truck that were pulling bricks out of the back of the truck and shit what the fuck we need to collectively get some answers on this you know and it seems like no one's really digging into this well, and then you see those people making those little brick sculptures everywhere out of the bricks i love the, that you know that's great that's you know, my favorite yeah i love or that use too. the bricks to throw them back at the cops and shit like that or whatever well, but then you're inciting a riot and that's kind of what but they want what i think to do. I'd hate it. you know so it's like it's <laughs> but, a so this, fucked up thing man I, but, but it's like we talked about before remember when i said you know like let's say someone owns a glass company They'll go and set up rocks down there just to get a fucking people breaking glass just so that their company can make a bunch of money replacing glass. That's evil to me. You know, I think it's evil, too, but it's also, uh, you know, uh, it's a scam, too. It's a scam, but it's also like a hustle, a capitalist society's sort of uh, um, uh, opportunism at its worst, you know. But that's that. This is I mean, we're seeing the negativity of capitalism with this and not yeah. so much capitalism, because I believe that there's a some middle ground between capitalism and socialism and socialism yeah, that yeah. can be that can be met you yeah, know very effective for that sure. can be effective that isn't um that 
fuck, I, 100% capitalism would be fine if just there just wasn't huge wealth gaps. Yeah, yeah, the wealth gap is crazy. Like, if it was more like the 70s, where the average income could support a house, a, a car, and a summer home, yeah. and, like, all that, like, after, like, a, there was, there's statistics to show in the 70s, 80s, like, whatever, that's been diminished, obviously, since then. There was a time where one single family unit could afford all these things. These houses could create a life, and, and it's not so much about the happiness of life. It's how much you can give back to your economy economy right how you keep yeah. it flowing all that kind of shit and like now it's not like the statistics on the black dollar is fucked yeah like the jewish community and like the uh, i think it's the chinese community or whatever in the states like average killer mike did it on the trigger warning show like the amount of they did a study on how long a dollar can stay within its racial community right right and it doesn't last long in a black community it finds its way out quite it's quicker. like five minutes oh wow the average wow. dollar. It's it was something like the the average dollar stayed in a Chinese uh, economy. This is all American, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, in an economy for for however long a week, two weeks, whatever it is. I suggest you go watch the show because it's an interesting bit of information. But like the yeah, the black dollar was so. Well, Killer Mike is low. a smart dude, man. I love that show. Smart. Yeah, that I thought there was corny aspects to trigger warning, but he wouldn't get really, across was good. I'm not really into the show, but I enjoy seeing him getting interviewed. You know, he's he's a smart dude. And he's... Uh, you respect him. Yeah, he's great activist. And, you know, um, someone was recently asking him if he'd get into politics and maybe even, like, run for, like, real, like big office. And he was saying, I think, that because he loves, you know, his home so much that he might look into um, local government, you yeah. know, like mayor, that kind of thing, you know, not necessarily get into, like, Senate. Because him know, and T.I. own fucking half of Atlanta. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, um, and and uh, I'm pretty impressed by that guy. But um, moving moving on here to um, getting back to getting back to normal from uh, from COVID nineteen, we're in stage two now, right? I believe stage two already. Yeah, I guess. So. I don't know what any of this shit means. I think to be honest. well, they, it's what they allow open. How many people they allow like to gather, you know, st- different yeah types of things like that. Non-essential services like the barber shop is open now. That's part of stage two. But come on, tell me, you, know, you guys live in the same area as me. Yeah. Tell me that it hasn't, like we've just, to me, it's looked like we closed everything and then we reopened everything. And yeah, it sort of does accept um, um, like nightclubs and sporting events and yeah. things yeah. like that. Large gatherings, the, which are big things. Huge. So, you know, like... Um, I'm really looking forward to sports. <laughs> like, fuck, man. I want to go to a hockey game. I want to go to a basketball game. I want to at least watch it on TV Dude. with an audience. And, you know, like, I'm into it. I know it's, you know, sports is whatever. Not It's not the biggest thing for me. But, fuck, yeah. like, the other day I was watching UFC with, with, with Herman. We were just, and it, yeah. it was just like, I, I don't know anything about UFC. But we always put 100 bucks on a prepaid credit <laughs> card every yeah. time we do a UFC. And we just place bets and we do the whole thing and we have fun. I had so much fun, man. Like, yeah. I was, it was like fun. I went skateboarding yeah. this morning, and, and, and it was so fun. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Life. For sure. UFC was cool. Like, the last couple. Yeah. Um, like, the the first couple they did with no audience was Brazil, and then another one. I was going to ask you guys, what do you what you thought about well, like, the no audience thing? Well, the thing is, at first, I was uh, I didn't like it. I thought it was super weird. And I also wondered, why do they need to be in a stadium? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's because of their lighting and all the stuff, I guess. Oh, yeah. And there's 
screens and this and that. You want to be able yeah. to control everything from sound to audio. Yeah. I mean, from sound also, to air conditioning and, like, and body yeah, temperatures exactly. for fighters and shit. Well, I, yeah. I don't know about that, but it was just weird. I thought it was weird that they had to have arenas. I'm like, why not just get a warehouse? So yeah. then they... Uh, <laughs> or like a film so, set. Like, well, yeah. this last one well, now. Well, they did, yeah. The, with this last one, they did it at that UFC, uh, the Apex. Oh, yeah, where they do the show. Yeah, like, well, no, it's... Um, they made a, yeah. They made, like... They have a, another facility. Another now, facility yeah. that has, like, um, you know, an octagon in it and stuff. And, you know, there's room for some seating or whatever. Oh, isn't but, it smaller, too? The octagon's yeah, smaller Yeah, yeah, it's five feet small. Two feet at every... Two and a half feet at every um, panel of the octagon. So that's actually quite a bit smaller. So from, square, from a square footage perspective, it's a lot. It's a lot from yeah. a square footage perspective. But they're saying, you know, it's a, a 30-foot ring to a 25-foot ring, but it's actually smaller than that. So it's, you know, you, you're forced to fight, you know, a little more. Yeah. Right? But it it didn't bother me so much when it when it was like that because, you know, I didn't see a giant empty arena, which felt right. weird, yeah. you know. And the fights have been like ridiculous. And the fights have been awesome. Have that's, been and like, I think that's it. As yeah. long as the fights are good enough. Yeah. Right. Like Cody Garbrandt. Oh yeah. Yeah, but it makes you it makes you He's wish back. that people are like there, like to experience that energy yeah. and go like yeah. you know, but Well, I saw here in Vancouver, I watched uh Justin Gaethje dismantle Cowboy Cerrone. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, at yeah. Rogers Is that the one Arena. Just recently? That's amazing. Yeah, me and me and Smash yeah, went yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, that's it was right. Fucking you know, we were row, th row three, and that's because... Oh, yeah, you were on TV. I saw you yeah, a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in row three because <laughs> rows one and two were for fighters and family. Dude, it was like he had a seat for a celebrity. He was on TV so much. It was, yeah, always, yeah. Just, yeah. And, it was always just... You were Jamie where they put the all the celebrities and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, with the fucking bum chin... Uh, uh, Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber was yeah, sitting yeah. in front of me and shit and that's whatever. Fine. And oh my yeah, God, so it was dope. Yeah, you yeah, can tell good. he was in that section of yeah. important people. Well, whatever. it's right at the uh, where they um, kind of behind Joe Rogan and stuff, like where, right where they put on their Vaseline and everything and check them. Oh at yeah, the, yeah, right okay. there. Okay, where they walk in and that's everything. Dope. So Sick. yeah, it was rad. Oh, um, man. But um, you know that, like you were saying though, that energy and that excitement right? in yeah, the yeah, arena yeah. and fuck, it was dope, man. Yeah, it was so deadly. And then. Now, I mean, sports is so weird. Like, um, there's, well, I mean, there's Korean baseball. Um, there's, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean, I'm sure it's cool. Yeah, but, they, but, but <laughs> they've got... <laughs> They've got cardboard cutouts in the stands. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, do they God. really? Yeah, dude. And well, you know, then, this is what I didn't understand. So for the NHL one, aren't they doing like it's or, or NBA or whatever? They're all doing it in like a big. They're uh, doing it at Disneyland. Yeah, they're doing it in a big facility. So yeah. realistically, couldn't you fill the stands with the players who aren't playing from the other teams and shit like that? Like, yeah, everyone they're not going to watch each other play. Why not? I don't know. I, mean, I would. I, I think you could I if think, you wanted to. I think you probably could, but there will be social distancing measures yeah. in place. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a way of making it really electrifying, even with a smaller group of people. Yeah, it would actually be cool if all the other teams were, like, watching the games and then yeah. cheering on them. Bro, think about it. Talking shit. Yeah. Like, bro, think about it like rap. Like, we've done, like, you go to a rap show, mm -hmm. and it's way more, like, I mean, it's whatever. Or even a live battle where there's, like, 2,000 people there, and it's, like, not very um, intimate. You know, right? You can, and then, but dude, like being out front of bar, everyone's kind of with that vibe, and like two dudes are rapping, or there's like, or there's that intimacy, or whatever. If you can build that energy in a small thing, like it's almost better. Yeah. Oh, it can be for sure. Right. Yeah. It's like, would you rather see, um, you know, would you rather see? I'm trying to think of it. Rage Against the Machine 
at Rogers Arena or the Com- Commodore Ballroom. Commodore Ballroom. All day, right? All day you long. Know, just for the I want that. And, I want to fucking, yeah, yeah I want to bang feel it. Right? Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, and that's the thing about some arena shows, too. Like, I've been to some UFCs in, uh, in the States, you know, back in the day. Um, like, I was at UFC 87 when... Um, George St. Pierre won the title from Matt Hughes, oh, and um, and uh, Chuck Liddell knocked out Vanderlei oh, Silva. Chuck, Lind- I, Chuck I Liddell. Think that was a decision. Was it a decision? Yeah, I can't it remember. Decision has a big war. But yeah, but those yeah. two those two fights on the same card, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. But I wasn't close enough for it to be good. Like I watched most of it on the screen. Mm. And that kind of sucked. You know, so it might would as be, well be home. Yeah, you yeah. might as well be at home. But yeah. it was cool to say that I was at that event, but. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm looking forward to getting back to live sports and live events. I love going to like comedy shows. Can't do that right now. I was you know? just, I was telling Zach how how bad I wanted to see great comedians. I've never gotten to see a great comedy oh, show. And so I can't believe good. you've never been to a comedy show. I know, like Chris Rock or nothing. Eh? But he's Zero. never been to fucking Yuck Yucks for amateur. Oh. Like, <laughs> like he's like. <laughs> Not, not anything. Nothing. Like, the best. It's he, so fun. You oh just laugh. All your fucking gut hurts from laughing the oh, whole dude, time. Because it's the energy of the world. Yeah. I'm such and a you... big fan of comedians. Like, I feel like they have one of the hardest jobs out there. So hard, sure. dude. Like, so you watch a Netflix special at home, and it's so easy to tune out and not really be a part of that energy. But then when you're, like, in the room watching comedy, and you're, like, around all these people and whatever, yeah. bro, it's the best like, so that's what that's what on the top of my list is i'm not gonna let that pass me no more oh well let's get we gotta take my yeah, little comedy show yeah, we do. Out there, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it for sure yeah. honestly man yeah. i used to love going to when i grown up in toronto i used to go to the yuck yucks on i think it was king street or queen street and it was Sick. there was toonie tuesdays uh for amateur night that's crazy and like it was me and my buddy would go every tuesday for two bucks like yeah two dollar beers two dollar entry and stuff when you're a cheap broke university student that's a fucking good night that's the greatest thing ever yeah sure. well my uh a good friend of mine, Jason Rouse, he's a comedian, lives in uh, Hollywood. Um, he's originally from Ontario, but he lived in Vancouver for a long time, became friends in the 90s and stuff. Dope. But, uh, you know, he's done, like, tours with um, with bands, but he's also toured with, like, Andrew Dice Clay and shit. And Sick. He's a really good comedian, but he's raunchy as fuck. And they call like him, like, a too. terminator of comedy or mm-hmm. whatever because he's just a savage. He does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. I'm talking racial shit, fucking <laughs> hooker shit. Like, he does yeah. not care. And in the name of comedy, he's hilarious. He was actually supposed to be here in June, um, and he was going to come do the show and be here with us and everything. But oh, because of COVID, obviously, oh, hopefully, hopefully he can come back. And out. we were all going to go to the show and everything. I hadn't told you guys about it because it ended up getting canceled because of COVID and stuff. But he's he already told me he's going to reschedule. Oh, and sick. when he does, you know, we'll all go to the show, and he'll come in here and... F- you know, we'll have a good time. He is I'm a stuck. savage. To test out some some, some material. Yeah, and the thing, the, like, I always, we were friends, and we used to drink together at, like, the Ivanhoe and the Old American back in the day, and he would just make us all laugh all night long. And so I got him to open up for my band back in the day, open up for Minority and stuff, and fans hated him. Really? Him and shit. Oh, yeah, because... They're there for the metal, they were, right? They're yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've always but, found in the past of throwing events, throwing a comedian as an opener always, always was, was gold for me. Yeah, it didn't work out. He at warms all. it up. The, the, the comedian. Yeah, it's just everyone's loose. Yeah. You know, everyone. No one's. Yeah, no one's yeah. got some divide now. Everyone's laughed at the same shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> it didn't work at all for us. But and I always felt really bad because I knew how talented he was and how good he was. Mm-hmm. So I felt shitty about it. But um, but we always remained friends, and he's he's fucking deadly. I mean, even if you just follow him, uh, I believe it's Jason Rose six 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 or something like that. Because he's like, 
real dark dude, but um, <laughs> uh, like his stories and shit. He he sometimes travels around with his manager, and uh, his manager is this nerdy dude or whatever, and he just fucking makes fun of him all the time. Calls him Alan, like Alan DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, poor guy. It's like reminds me oh, of like Tom Green style. Remember? Yes. Remember? Uh, so Glenn. similar. Glenn. Glenn, yeah. Glenn, yeah. Glenn who chilled beside him. Always got that milk get sprayed at him and shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> just like that. And the fucking you see his manager getting mad. Fuck off. Quit filming me and shit. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, that's the effect of like that's like Undertaker and Paul Bearer shit. That's yeah. like that's like that dynamic is as old as <laughs> as old as time. You know what I mean? I love oh, it. I love that, so, dude. You know, and so also food, shopping, all these different things that we're into, mm-hmm. travel. Dude, shopping, just really quick before we move on. Sure. I'm actually not looking forward to the new normal and shopping. Right. Because this whole time, like I was saying earlier in, in this episode, I like work hard to create these relationships within. So I was like personal shopping experience the whole time. I meet up the homie here. He'd let me into the store. I could go grab what I wanted. We could go yeah. pick this up. It was like all kind of very tailored and private. I could you come like whenever I wanted. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I felt cool. You like your you know what I mean? It was definitely, definitely. I was driving around. I felt like the only busy person in the world driving around, picking this up, doing that. Like yeah. there, was a, there was a cool factor to that I'm going to yeah. miss. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And online shit, I mean, has really taken over anyway. For mm-hmm. sure. I mean, so many, I mean, the new normal is going to be different. A lot of businesses gone under and, uh, you know, um, I was saying that to a friend. They were, they were like, "How long until these other shops open?" I'm like, "I, I think that they're closed. I think they're done. Yeah, yeah they're and, gone. Now. Yeah, and then there's other like uh, things like uh, major businesses and stuff have figured out that they can operate from home, shit like that. And they're like, "Oh, maybe we don't need all this space, dude. What do you need? You know? Yeah, these fucking thirty thousand square foot of fucking. I was driving around downtown Vancouver today. I saw yeah. a four lease sign on the old Labatt Brewing thing. Yeah, at, like in Kits. Yeah, fuck's gonna lease that." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know this place. It's these, bro. It's, it's a, a brewery. It's, it's one of these companies, uh, these big brewing things huge. that they had. It's huge, bro. Yeah. It's fucking huge. It's like Rogers Arena. gonna be like, that's exactly yeah. what I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna put that up for at least. Put your yeah. phone number up on that. Hopefully, yeah, you get a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Some, some dude, it's the dude who owns Molson's driving around looking for space. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. Like we do, we do all this bullshit right. with space. Yeah, it's weird. So. So the new normal is going to be strange as far as that stuff goes. But then travel, you know, I believe they extended the the travel ban until um, third week of June. Who knows if they're going to extend it again? I don't know. But what do you think? Is it is it? I say, I you know what? My personal opinion, I think they should fucking lock it up until the end of July. Yeah. It's, I mean, just yeah. lock her down, man. You know, and because I don't know what to do. My wife's 30th birthday is this October. And I was going to bring her to San Francisco. Right. That was my plan. And like, she knows this, this isn't a surprising or whatever. And now right. I like, she knows now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, should I, yeah. should, is traveling good? Like is maybe it's the best time. It'll be cheap as fuck. And awesome, I personally probably. don't see myself traveling for a bit. Um, just because I'm a paranoid motherfucker, but I don't see myself traveling for a bit. Um, but will you also get the same experience out of traveling? Like, I wouldn't, like, what if I went to Japan now and everything's half closed, I'd be so pissed. Like, totally. I want that experience, that's point, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. You got to look at where you're going and, you know, what. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah. And different places will be at different positions of opening up. And mm-hmm. all, you know, I mean, I think that it's going to take the planet a little while here to rebound. Re- rebound, rebound, and rebalance from what's happened. Yeah, calibrate. So, yeah, recalibrate and just get back to some sort of new normal. And so, I I personally don't see myself traveling for a while. 
And I don't really want anybody coming here. Yeah. Um, just because here in BC, we've done pretty good. Yeah, I know. So it's like, don't fuck with that. Yeah. Fucking leave us alone. It's just like everybody on the island. They're so low numbers on the Vancouver Island that everybody that I know that lives over there is like, fuck off. Well, yes. Come over here. Straight up. You know? Straight <laughs> like, up, though. You know, they're Especially on an if it's island. just like, all right, guys, let's run it for another 30 days just to be sure. Yeah. Like, if I'm the guy, I'm like, all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm not fighting that. You know, like. I understand that with the economy and people needing, you know, to work and money and all that kind of stuff that we have to have some sort of a semblance of normal and people need to work and do all that. I get that. But travel doesn't seem very essential to me, you know, for anything. Like, Unless it's business travel. Yeah. You know, business Even travel. What, what, why? Yeah, but why? Because people yeah, have figured enough. out how to not have to do that now with, you know, their Skype calls and their Zoom calls and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I understand maybe if you have family, you know, someone who's passing away or something tragic. Of course. Stuff like that. I understand that kind of shit. But vacations, you can wait another year, man. Yeah. Chill. So, so what do you think? You think October is unreasonable or not? What's, what's I think October, it depends if there's that second wave that they worry so. about, right? And it's at San Francisco. So I always thought like going from BC to San Fran would be pretty safe. Why? Because California locked down really quickly. Yeah, like California were, did pretty good. Yeah, it's, you know, I wouldn't go to Seattle, which is only two hours from here. No, I wouldn't go to L.A. either. I wouldn't yeah. go to New York because of the subway system. But like with San Fran, I was like, for some reason, I feel good about it. But maybe I'm just being selfish. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. Like, uh, that's just, I mean, I know some people down there I could ask. Yeah, you know, I wonder. But you, know. It's, it's, you know, it's more of like, because I want to book flights now. And I right. wonder, like, fuck, I could go somewhere for 80 bucks, I bet. You know what I mean? Japan, like, 600 back in Yeah, 600, round, round trip, 600 to Japan. Great times. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And But I wonder if Japan is as safe as they say it is. Well, Japan um, is one of those countries yeah. that that has has They've gone through this before. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they are, man. And I've, yeah. you've, have you been? No, I've never and, been. And people were in masks just already. Yeah. And, like. I've never felt more like Japan's one of these countries where it's really cool. The whole so time cool. I the whole time I was there it was sick. There's all this cool shit, but yeah. like there's this really heavy police state kind of mentality that's around you that's hard to ignore, yeah. right? And it's like it it makes me feel good and bad at the same time when it comes to like things. It makes me feel bad in the sense like fuck, I wish this place was more free, but it makes mm -hmm. me feel good in the sense of like oh, COVID would be probably pretty well maintained in this place. Yeah. 100%. Right? Super clean for sure. South Korea types. 100%. That type of shit, you know what I mean? Advanced, yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, you know what? Why don't you take her to Japan? That Six hundred bucks 600 round trip. Fuck, it's That's not. It's crazy, dude. Right? It sounds like, safer than San Fran to me. Yeah, but bro, it's cheaper to fly to Japan round trip than it is to fly to Toronto. That's crazy, right? I never got that, by the way. Like ever since moving here. Like, I know, isn't it strange? Yeah, it's always. I, I always ask everyone, and everyone's just like, "That's what it is," I guess. You know what? Just how ridiculous uh, domestic Expensive. travel is. Yeah. Dude, and that's the same thing with Canadian cell phones. We're the only country in the world that pays stupid amounts of money. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because in the Philippines, it was all prepaid unless you're like yeah. really like a businessman. Yeah, can, uh, <laughs> so, uh, can, yeah. Canada's the only real country that deals with like... They really locked that system Well, down. and we've gone... And the thing is, is we've gone backwards because there was a time when it, there was plenty of plans that were 40 bucks, unlimited everything. Yeah, Bell, like, Bell and Rogers and everybody all sit in a room once a and year and fuck everybody. Yeah. And, then, like, and okay. then they Yeah, and they went back. Yeah. So there are people that managed to keep those things going, keep yeah. that those... As long as it kept renewing, they didn't change anything. Yeah, they get grandfathered yeah. in. Like yeah. my mom has been on a forty dollar unlimited <laughs> plan now for like fucking fifteen years. Yeah, that's Same. awesome. Yeah. So I, I still get fifty percent off my my phone bills because of when I worked at Visions. 
No way. But I've never changed it. That a boy. Yeah, I get 40 gigs of data or something <laughs> changed or something like wow. that for three numbers or something. And I opened up these Saskatchewan lines yeah. and to get extra data. And like when you work at Visions and you're bored or any of these places, you just you just fuck the system. You're just sitting there like <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out how to do it. Like, <laughs> like I want a tablet. How can I get it for free? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess, right? That's that's uh that's a perk of working for the man. Yeah, that's them. I mean, that's that's the bullshit about it, right? You yeah. get stoked on the TV they let you buy you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So we got, uh, I mean, you've got Dunk Guy Zach. You've got a couple episodes in the bag that everybody can look forward to coming up here soon. Yep. We've I want to do more with Dunk Guy Zach, to be honest. Like, I want to do. Well, there's going to be more. Yeah, for sure. There's going to be more. I'm just telling being honest. You yeah, know? If you guys want to see more Dunk stuff, let us know and what you want to see and stuff yeah. or if you don't yeah. want to see dunk stuff and you want to see different stuff from it like we I, i'm really i'm really hurting to hear from our community and our listeners and what they want from our listeners don't like to comment yeah, yeah they don't we're here to make content and we're here to tell us something pussies totally tell us something miguel uh, has his show disrespect that's fun um with cole and that's uh so that's honestly my favorite thing that we got going on right now you guys got two episodes in the bag right now ready to come out soon? yes but we just did our first full episode because the thrifts just opened up okay so, but what about the first episode that's still coming out though right a little yeah, teaser one yeah I'll, I'll do that as a shorter format like just kind of yeah, I'll, I'll throw that up there. For yeah, sure. so we got those coming up, and yeah. I've got um, a couple episodes of uh, Grailorius in the bag that are going to come out. I did one from home, too, that was just kind of fun that's going to come out here real that soon. Was so cool. Yeah, and it's just going to be like a little filler thing. But it was just more arts and crafts than yeah, it was anything else. But it's it was, just, just a thing. Yeah, but it was super fun. And then, um, I mean, actually, that might be out before this, actually. So you might actually see that. So whatever. <laughs> um, but, but tomorrow we're going to go and film... A, uh, a Grail Aureus on location, which is going to be super dope, and I'm looking forward to that. So, um, and you know, and that's the thing with Dunk Guy Zach too is uh, can do some on location stuff with your show, and we mm -hmm. got big plans. We mm -hmm. got big plans around here, and uh, it's um, we're gonna grow this fucking channel. So this is all the YouTube stuff, by the way. I mean, for those of you that listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff, Maine and Hastings Podcast ain't going nowhere. We're still going to be here regularly as we have been. It's still the anchor of the, of the channel. It is sure. the anchor of the channel, absolutely. But for those of you that are in the YouTube world, um, we'll be able to see our other shows. Yeah. Um, so if you're a listener and you want to jump over to YouTube, Please, by all means, come yeah. and subscribe to the main same Hastings shit. Channel. Main X Hastings, yeah. Just search us; you'll find it, and you'll hit hit that little fucking channel thing, and you'll you'll be there. Yeah, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna keep this thing going and going and going. We've been having fun too. Yeah, it's we fun. love it, man. Yeah. It's so fucking cool, and yeah, I'm excited. I haven't seen the footage from Disrespect yet, the new episode, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah, we and came in with Doug. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff cut popping things. with Doug. Oh, you know what? Before we go, I want to talk. I mean, by the time this comes out, the deal will probably have been done. So I wanted to ask your opinion of it. So, okay. so me and Doug really wants my 10.5 cause fours. Right, that are like the, worn the gray or black, the black ones. The black ones. I've, I've worn them a couple times. So like yeah. whatever, they're worth eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. Some stupid shit. But right. it's like I mean, it depends on how you want to quantify it. Um, but so I'm I'm thinking about presenting with Doug and being like, can I get how, how much free chicken can I get for these shoes? Like, you know what I mean? So like, I'm trying to think of some way to like, or I, I don't know how to quantify chicken. I'm almost like really scared to be like, how much? Well, here's should I? well, here's the thing. You got to think about 
his cost to chicken. Yeah. Not retail. Oh, no, of course not. Of course not right? retail. No, 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 no. I want a lot of chicken. For yeah. like, that's, I was thinking about, dude, I was actually thinking, I was like, should I ask for like a lifetime of free chicken? Like, can I come in once a week? Oh, you know? Yeah. I like where your head's at. It's not bad, right? Yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. So if you have like, you spend, cause I spend 50 bucks every time I go in there. Right. Right. I'm either picking up something for work or my family or whatever. And it's this. So if you go, next how often do you go in there? Well, right now I'm on a diet. So not often, but generally it's, it's a once a week thing. Generally it's once a week, 50 bucks a week. So we're, we're talking about that fucking $900. You'd rip through that in 18 weeks. So what's the, so, 18, so it's the four months weeks is, you know, five months. So you could say, how about a year, two years, two years, <laughs> two years. Yeah, yeah, I told him. I told him. I was like, I was like, I was like, so started with a lifetime and worked down. No, but in my head, so it was so funny in my head. I'm like, okay, how do I approach Doug about this and be like, I'm gonna. And it was exactly that. I was like, I'm gonna start at lifetime and work my way down from there and see what I can get. He was gonna walk over the box of shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, what if I get a download tattoo, and then and then you just tell your staff. To get to like, if the guy comes with the download tattoo, give him what he wants. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I love how Zach like adds tattoos for bargaining. Now I love yeah. that. That's what I want to do. Honestly, man, but the Look, that's marketing for him. That's sneakers for him. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun and it's low cost for him. Totally. Totally. And it's, like, it's, I'm definitely, it's a win. And I'm the guy out there that's going to go and tell everybody that I know about it and all that kind of stuff. Do we so have it's a like, proposal? I think, it's, I think it's good. I feel like this is an episode of Dunk Guy Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk Guy Zach goes. <laughs> we should have Doug on and we should talk about it. No, you guys so. you should do it vlog style and just fucking go and, and negotiate. Yeah, yeah, and do it. And we'll get the tattoo tattoo. Put him on the spot on yeah. camera. Because yes. I tell What's you, I recently be, got, I was recently talking with Johnny in Paris and we were just up at like one in the morning and he's like, he's like, no one's ever really gotten a tattoo of my shit before. And I'm like, I'll get a tattoo of anything that you draw. Like right now, like I don't care. And he said, and he's like, okay, give me 10 minutes. And he drew, he sent back the picture of a raccoon wearing Blinky, the three eyed fish from yeah. The Simpsons, as like a raccoon hat and all this. And I was like, fucking right, I'm going to get that tattooed. And I can't tell you how much that whole thing just made me happy. That's really cool. And By the way, it's already on him. And, and you've already tattooed this, it's on you. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I broke. And it's, please don't sugarcoat it. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's, it is. But it's so cool. And it, well, you know me, He man. drew it just for you yeah. to tattoo. Yeah. And, and it's stupid. We both know it's stupid. <laughs> But like, you know I don't want it's so funny when I show people some of my tattoos and I can tell that they're like yeah <laughs> you know what I mean they're like yeah tell me how much you like it lie to me like yeah. you know what I mean like, being in that awkward few minutes and stuff and be like it's okay it's stupid you know what I mean? but you know you know what I love most about it is it says stay gold yeah. which is a straight edge term for pony uh, boy yeah and also a straight edge term for you know um, don't do drugs mm -hmm. you know it's Keep going, being stay clean, stay gold. Clearly, you know, you know what? Just on on that note, like, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not fully like that. I'm, I can definitely attest to a lot of that. Weed's something that I've always had a hard time separating myself from, or a yeah. few other things or whatever. But Same. like that, stay gold. That 
that cl- that cl- clearness, that perspective, that like I I, I, I I place a lot of importance on that. I'm stoked on it. I yeah. think that means that to me too. But just cool. that that whole thing, man, of just stu- like my whole life is so curated, and so like I care about everything so much, and I can't like turn that part of my brain off. So with tattoos, for some reason, I like getting the dumbest shit <laughs> I can humanly get in the stupidest spots. And the most like, yeah, I just want it to be done. I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And I love it. Thanks, man. It's awesome. I'm glad. You're a savage. I'm glad I got to get that out on, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. On that note, like, subscribe, follow, hit the bell, do the things. I'm Jamie Juicefer with Zach Menace and Miguel Aragon. We're out. Have a good one, people.